Good morning all, as of the time of recording, ladies and gentlemen. You're probably thinking, why am I listening to Friendly Neighbourhood Nick at the moment? Where's the intro theme? Where's Jay? Good question. We're changing the show up moving forward, and it's still evolving and adapting. And part of that evolution is that I felt that it was more natural for me, ironically, to introduce the show quickly and talk about some of the bookkeeping as the kids call it before we get into the show so I wanted to have a little informal introduction now see how it works out see how it goes so for those who don't know the TGO show we talk about video games every Saturday morning it goes live hashtag we've got a lot to talk about we discuss gaming news we have debates about gaming ideas we obviously have strong opinions like most gamers we try to have some fun along the way of recording it's basically gaming therapy for me and my co-host the goldilocks gamer himself jay so this week everyone we have uh, a few discussions we've again changed the show a little slightly and we've begun to bounce around the topics and the order we do things. It feels more natural to me, at least at the time of recording. I haven't edited it yet as of recording this little informal piece. So it could very well end up a complete schlosh. However, we still get time to talk about me still playing Odyssey and some of the turmoils there. We talk about Rocksteady's new game, which I'm very excited to hear is actually happening. At least we know what they're doing. That's all I'll say. Slight spoiler for my opinion later on. Talk about some news stories, only a couple. And uh, we skip Guess Who's Review this week because I felt that it was time to give it a bit of a break for the time being. Too much of a good thing, as they say, as they say. So, yeah, moving forward. Moving forward. Keep moving forward. We are changing it up slightly. We're being more intuitive. We're being more impulsive. And I hope you enjoy the new format. I I already enjoy the new format. It's not that much of a big deal. It's just a podcast, everyone. So if you do want to write in, we'll be happy to discuss your thoughts, your opinions, maybe even a topic or two. You can follow us on all the social medias apart from Instagram. Well, you can follow us on Instagram if you want. I just don't use it. And you can always message us wherever. You can email us at contact at thegameopinion.co.uk if you want to feel a bit more official. And without further ado, while I try and delay the inevitable as I compulsively scroll through the dock to make sure I'm not missing anything I believe that is the end of this intro so please enjoy the show will you get uh what the um of the game cyberpunk yeah it'll definitely be next gen and it'll probably be the the second most expensive one whatever that is so even if it's like 125 quid i mean i hope it is i'm thinking probably more like 80 or 90 but somewhere around there then i'll I'll go for if anything more than that it's probably not worth it i don't think 
Is that is that usually how the tiers go? So does it go six fifty quid or sixty quid, whatever? So yeah, it goes base and game, like fifty quid. Eight, yeah, we'll say like a either a digital deluxe or like a just a deluxe physical, which is usually what like sixty. Sure. And then anything above that is anywhere like sixty-five plus. 70. Yeah. So can we any? Well, I think the most I've ever paid for a game for it's like not top level, but second most expensive was probably like ninety, which I think was Borderlands. Yeah, I feel like it goes like sixty to one hundred twenty as the second tier, and mm-hmm. then the last tier will be like one hundred twenty plus, basic or yeah, usually two hundred plus most of the time. But yeah, right, okay, okay, yeah, got it, yeah. Okay, interesting. Yeah, so the um, the guide was twenty two eighty seven. Right. Oh, okay. So that's pe- that's that's almost pennies compared to this book you've got then. Yeah. I actually I ordered it when the game hadn't been delayed yet, so I was expecting it to come out obviously in September, but it's been delayed now, so I'm getting it in November instead. Right. Yeah. Do you know your tactic with reading the guidebook and playing the game at the moment? Do you do you have a traditional tactic? So play this part of the game, or right before you do this mission, you <coughs> read the mission in the guide, and no, then. So they explained actually a lot in the Cyberpunk episode about. Um... <laughs> they sort of said how the main missions are the main missions, yeah, and they'll obviously be different depending on which of the three main lifestyles or like um, upbringings you had whether it be nomad street kid or corpo and then the side quests are sort of like they only come at certain points like you have to have done certain things in the past for these then side quests to ever pop up so you can follow the guide as much as you want you're never going to get everything in the same order as anybody else but if you played the game and i played the game chances are we would get different missions at very different times during the game Understood. Understood. Like there's probably a mission I'd get at the beginning where you would get right near the end and vice versa. Okay. Got you. So, yeah. But traditionally, so say Final Fantasy VII Remake, how did you go about using the guide while playing the game? Didn't have the guide for that one. My, um, my apologies. No, my that's all right. Apologies. I'm trying to think. Uh, Final Fantasy XV is a better version of that. That I had the guide for. Same with uh, 13. 13 was easy because it was very linear. Yes. Because it was literally like, right, this page, do this. This page, do this. It was You didn't really have to jump ahead for anything. Versus... Are you following the walkthroughs or are you just following the collectibles or are you just following whatever you want to follow? Like, what's your, what are you looking at? Say what, in, Final in Fantasy every kind of game or just Final Fantasy? Uh, Final Fantasy, because it's so linear, it's all the collectibles along the way. Like, yeah, you, you're not looking at the walkthrough because I assume you don't need help with every battle or boss battle. Boss battles, yeah. yes interesting every other battle not so much it depends i'll i'll usually read like i'll read the whole chapter most of the time and i'll think yeah. right how much of that have i retained i'll then play the chapter and then if i need if i get stuck i'll be like right, i'll just go to that page and see if i can remember which bit it was and think oh i'll do this and that'll help me more most of the time either that okay. or i'll just like read along as i'm playing depending on how okay. confident i feel <laughs> but with 15 because it was open world i kind of had to like go back certain pages and go forward certain pages just to know what I was doing so I think because Cyberpunk's obviously open world it's probably going to be a good mixture of uh, sticking to one page and then just having to flip through every single buddy <laughs> thing just to know what's going on I was going to say because it's such a huge game there's no way you can read say chapter one of the game because you'll just be overwhelmed yeah, it'll be too, yeah. I yeah. think I'm I'm having to like think about 
like really think how I'm going to play this game because of what I know now about how the game's going to play. It's not necessarily um, as straightforward as it seems. I don't think it kind of. I think from what they've said in the in the in this week's show episode, I think they call them. No. Yeah. Um, night is it night was it what is it yeah, night night city night city night city wire something like that yeah night um, wire night city wire <laughs> something like that yeah um, <laughs> yeah they were talking about how you can pretty much just like it'd probably be better if you just followed the main story and then anything that side happens just sort of deal with right away not necessarily like Leave, like leave it. I mean, you probably there's probably plenty that you can leave, but it kind of. I think what they were trying to do is they try try to make it so, like it kind of flowed nicer. Mate, I always do that with every. Yeah, I, I think game. I do that too. I, I tend to as soon do as the side quests come up. I'm, up yeah. Absolutely, absolutely, and I think just that flows would, so much better. Yeah, and that it makes would it work. feel real, doesn't it? Like, and also it does yeah. that thing. Borderlands does this where it says, "Here's mm, an area." Yeah. Here's the main missions, but you probably should do the side missions while you're in this area, and you can do oh, them all yeah. at once. I, that's, that's definitely, having done that more recent DLC, I regretted doing none of the side quests. I just wish yes. I'd done all the side quests as I was going along, because it probably would have yeah. made for a better experience, experience. overall. But yeah. yeah, so I think I'll yeah. learn from my mistakes there. I think. And Witcher was really good at that as well, so that would make sense if they. They did actually talk a lot about over. Witcher, they, weirdly. They spoke a lot about how they've learned so much from Witcher and how they wanted to learn from it like how they wanted to sort of like not do the same thing but make it similar so that it was still fun the same way Witcher was so Good. I'm thinking there'll probably be some comparisons between the two obviously mate this game is going to be huge man oh. <coughs> yeah it's going to be legendary honestly I don't know about you Jay but it is 5500 degrees here today I think it's the heat honestly usually when it's like really stuffy I just can't breathe as well so I'm just coughing the entire time Open the window, man. I've got the, I've got everything open. Everything oh, that's good. That's, I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear. Honestly, that. Honestly, I don't think I'd be able to survive with anything shut today. So actually, it was kind of like windy earlier and nice. So it was a good breeze. Yeah, man. We went to Brighton over the weekend and super good time to visit. Sunny beach areas and it was uh-huh. boiling. But I got to tell you, mate, we were on a second slash third floor flat and. Yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah. I'm surprised. I'm not a part of Ash personally. I'm curious. What was the mask situation from the general public? Loosey goosey, to say the least. I'm glad you put up one of these news stories. It's not really news stories. Well, it is. We forgot to talk about it last week. I think it happened before last week's show, didn't it? But the Suicide Squad game reveal. Yeah, I still don't know if that was part of the whole marketing thing on their on their Twitter. I imagine it was because everyone thought it was a new Batman game. Because it, it said something about um, Gotham PD on it, which obviously still includes Suicide Squad, because Suicide Squad is still part of Gotham. So, Yeah, um, let me just say at the top, Jay, thank God we know what Rocksteady is working on. Yeah, definitely, thank God. Oh my word, How it's been, what, four, five years at this point? 2017, so yeah, maybe even longer than that, 2016, yeah unbelievable i'm just happy we know what they're working on what obviously you've seen that you've seen the logo so there's a superman with his kind of back turn he looks like a bit of an evil superman and then he's got a hit marker on his head with suicide and then squad kind of going diagonally against each other so what do you think about the one image we have about this game jay does that do you have any impressions on it whatsoever i mean 
you know, it could mean a million things, really, couldn't it? I'm guessing this is obviously alluding to the fact that uh, Superman, kill... Superman's probably going to be quite prevalent, it seems, or like he's going to be, I don't know, I guess the baddie, but not really, you know, the baddie in the sense of against Being the, the Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. baddie. Um, yeah, so the whole thing around this is we're going to learn more about this on the 22nd of August. Because the DC fandom is happening. Do you know about this? Right, yeah, I do. I did saw the teaser trailer, but I'm not actually sure what it is, Jay. Is it a virtual yeah, event? so DC fandom is basically like Comic-Con, but just DC stuff. So they're basically showing off like all their new comic stuff, all their new game stuff, all the new movie stuff. So we're probably, I mean, I doubt it. We, we might see some more stuff from the um, Snyder Cut. I very much doubt it, though. Um, yeah, I think it's just basically what they're going to do. It's basically like Hall H at Comic Con, but with Marvel, but with DC instead. Sure. Yeah, we're just going to learn about all the new upcoming stuff. I imagine. I, I already know that um, James Gunn has. I th- I'm pretty sure they've finished filming Suicide Squad. Two. Uh, I could be wrong. I know they've they've definitely got the new logo for the film up. So it'll be teaser trailer <laughs> time. Yeah, it'll probably be teaser trailer for Suicide Squad. Teaser trailer Squad. time. It'll hopefully be the game and the film at the same time, or you know, similar times. I don't know if they're going to do anything more. Well, I guess Harley Quinn's potentially going to be in the Suicide Squad, although probably not. I don't know. Jay, do you think this is what Rocksteady wanted to make? Uh, that's a good question. You know what? I'm kind of glad if, even if they didn't want to make it, I'm, I hope they did do it in a way because I feel like Batman's been done. Not like he isn't finished, but he's been done a lot in the last decade. Like yeah. 2010 to 2020, he's been really like push like, something new yeah like you know it took weirdly like spider-man had been done a lot from 2000 to 2010 yes and then there was a big break and i'm glad they had that break and they came back to it so hopefully they have a big break from brig break your break, break from batman because that's a bit of a tongue twister and a big break from batman and they'll come back to it big in like 2026 or 2027 hopefully like i really hope they leave it that long i mean i i'm kind of thinking they'll need to have batman in suicide squad to an extent yeah what but, do you think yeah. about them not doing Justice League here? Oh, maybe they'll do that next. This will be like the inter- this will be like the the pre prequel to the Justice League or something. I don't sure, because they've also got Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four coming out soon as well. So yeah, yeah. The one thing that well, a few things that excite me about this Jay. Firstly, I like Superman looking like he's going to be the target. That's really cool. And secondly, <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping as the name kind of proceeds that we will play as multiple characters here. And I'm not sure where the thought process was. Like, obviously I want to play as Harley Quinn and Killer Croc or whatever they do, but I'm not sure that the Suicide Squad at the moment after the first film is necessarily more hype than the Justice League, generally speaking. I think Mm -hmm. the Justice League carries a lot of weight despite that film being bad. However, I'm very excited to see this game and I'm hoping that the years of work will have shown through and I'm sure they will. Depending on what your opinion of the movie was, I feel Which like... One? Which one? Suicide Squad. Yeah. I feel like that DC, in, in quotes, did the film or the, the franchise of Suicide Squad quite dirty, I guess. Like, they didn't quite do as well as they could have done. So this yeah. could just be, like, the redemption, I guess. Like, them trying to, like, yeah. fix stuff. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't, mean... don't want to see Joker. I don't really want to see. Oh Joker. yeah, hundred percent. So part do of it. me doesn't really want to see Harley Quinn. Right, I right. I just want to see sense. like Deadshot. I want to see Killer. I want want to see Killer Croc. Wasn't Deadshot in the Batman games? Am I wrong on that? Yeah, he's been done a lot. Actually, that's a good point. 
Interesting. See, this is why Justice League, from a video game point of view, seems fresher than the Suicide Squad in some respect. Yeah, I mean, but again, you know, I think Justice League and Suicide Squad came out fairly near each other, didn't they? Yeah. Suicide Squad was 2016, and I think Justice League was 2017 or 2018. Was it 2018? Was it not 2019? Oh, man, I couldn't tell you. I didn't watch it. Yeah, because the the Snyder Cut is coming out next year, which I can't bloody wait for. Very intrigued to see that bad boy. Yeah, me too. I mean, the thing is, there's there's literally like hundreds of characters that could possibly be in Suicide Squad. There isn't like one def- like definitive yeah, yeah. Suicide Squad. Like there's Sinister so Six, ones. right? A bit like that. Yeah, like they sort of fluctuate. They sort of go in and out. Go in and, and out. Um, yeah. Same with Avengers, I guess. Technically, technically. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think the one character I really want to see is Captain Boomerang. <laughs> Fair. I absolutely love how they did him in the film. They made him so stupid. They made him into oh. a bloody brony. Really yeah. Dumb. It was funny though. It was like it was so dumb. It was funny, so I kind of didn't mind that. Fair, yeah. yeah. I mean, I I don't have too much depth to uh, contribute here, mm. but I'm excited to see the game. There might be some confusion between the film and the game, the sequel of the film and the game, if they're releasing near. But we'll see what happens. And I yeah, also I, struggle. I wonder to... if they've like tried to mesh them, like whether it's the same characters or not, or this is going to be. It'd I be mean, interesting. I kind of hope they do because if not, it's going to be a bit of a. I'm not too sure they can think that far ahead, Jay, because they were making this game back when the first Suicide Squad was filming. So God knows they knew what the second one was going to be, especially since James Gunn's probably had to come in and pull out a script which will appease both the studio and the fans, which is a difficult thing to do. I can't imagine the developers have, have had much contribution from there. And I also fear, Jay, that they have they really had the resources to develop this game from the ground up for the next gen? Uh, maybe. Uh, that's a point. This is going to be a next-gen game, isn't it? Or is it? Or I mean, is it's coming, it? It's coming it out. It's not coming out until next year. Sure. So at the minimum. Yeah, at yeah, the minimum. So I can't imagine it's going to be... I think it's probably going to be on both. It's going to be on... I reckon it'll be made for previous-gen, but it'll be poured into next-gen. Like how yeah. a lot of these games are going to be, basically. Yeah. I think most of the games that come out this year and early next year are going to be ports that, you know, close to... Yeah, as it is with most generations, more, even more so from the near ones. So, Jay, a couple of other things I just want to speak to you about. Uh, I saw the acronym for Xbox Series X being XSX. And yeah. I just wanted to shout so it out. I, I didn't realize I, what this was because I saw this and thought, is this like an SX game? Like, buddy, like. Oh. Well, I thought this um, was like a snowboarding game, SSX. SSX I thought, tricky. I thought you felt it wrong. I thought, what's going on? No, yeah, so I just saw the acronym. I just wanted yeah, to give it a shout-out because I thought it looked way better than the name. The thing is, though, it's a bit like of a tongue. Like, Obviously, consoles have nicknames. Sure. Right, you've got a PS5 and PS4. It's just easy because it's three letters. You know, it's, it's, you know, letters and numbers three syllables. are so easy, right? Three yeah. syllables. P- but Xbox S- Series X is like so annoying. <laughs> I'd have to say that. Xbox One is slightly easier, but Xbox Series X just seems like too much to do. So I can see what like S SSX just kind of does sound better, but still is a bit too close of a of a sound for it to be you know good. I think they're going for Series X. I think it's it removed the Xbox. Series X is just like a bit much. It just I don't know. Yeah, it it doesn't feel right. No, that's fair. But I just (laughs) want to give that acronym a shout out. And yeah, that's pretty cool. But but I think we both know that it's not a good name. It's not a good name. Honestly, I'm getting a bit like like uh jittery now when it comes to getting these consoles like why <sighs> like i want to be able to pre-order games for next gen now 
Correct. Which means I need the consoles to be able to pre-order now. <laughs> Give them to me, okay? <laughs> I need them. Give them to Papa. Like, honestly, it's, it's getting late. Like, November is definitely is almost like an almost definite release date for PS5. So I need to be able to pre-order at least a month before. Yes. You ain't got long, all right? Hurry it up, boys and girls. Come on. Jay, I couldn't... I honestly couldn't put it any better myself. I was going to tell you this. The general excitement, I'm starting to look at trailers over and over again, which hasn't happened in a few years. I'm starting to get real buzzed about having these consoles and having a launch lineup that we still don't know the exact launch lineup. And we still can't pre-order games. And we still don't know how much they cost. And we still don't know when they're releasing. I mean... Let's, like you say, Jay. Let's just come on. Let's go. Seriously, guys. If if by the end of August, if we don't know this information, they ain't coming out this year. I have a you know? feeling we'll, we'll know the information by end of August. We won't be able to pre-order it until end of September. But why would they? Least. Why would they limit money? Why would they limit income? Don't give me money. They're trying, to, they're trying to wait out people. Obviously, people haven't been able to make as much money. And they've obviously lost a lot of job jobs over the last few months. So sure. they want to leave it long enough so people have a chance to get jobs and get money again to be able to buy them. So I reckon they're gonna it's gonna be at least a month before the console is supposed to release that we're actually gonna see pre orders, I think. I might have to like do some research and see how long pre orders were before previous yes, generations. Yes, Jay, that's a good idea. Are you doing it now? I've, you look like yeah, you're typing. I'm, I'm just having a quick look. Just look on Xbox One and PS4, because I think that would be the best reference. So, we're looking at... Are you looking at announcement to release, Jay? What do you mean? So, they had a PS4 event in February of 2013, I believe. Released later that year, but I'm not sure if they announced the date at that event. Hmm. If I'm correct. PlayStation 4 came out November 15th. Yeah. Xbox One came out a week later. That's tighter than I than I thought. I thought uh... It was I look it's looking like the start of November was when you could pre order. So like less Seriously? than a month. Like less than a month. For for both of those? I think so, yeah. Really? I mean that's just by from what I'm looking at. There's nothing saying it yet. Wow. That is mm. shocking. Could be a lot longer than that, but I are you sure, uh, mate? I'll, they must have had pre-orders up for months. I, I, there's no way. Do you want me to? Do you want me to join the bandwagon? Do you want me to? Oh, hello. There we go. August. Found it. Oh, so I mean, yeah. So it says right here, mid-August for PS4. So any guys. Any time now, guys. Like literally, like within the next three days, we should potentially, like in theory, hear something <laughs> if they're going by the same stuff. Mate, furthermore, uh, furthermore, what? No, just, just you know. Furthermore, we're gonna start needing some dates on these twenty twenty games, Jay, like Spider Man Miles Morales. <sighs> I don't know. I mean, we've still got a few chances at some events. I know there's going to be another Xbox event this month. There's going to be another PlayStation event, I think, this month as well. So We need know. more game dates, and we. I just want the launch lineup. I just want to know <laughs> what's coming out when. Yeah, it should be end of this month. It should be. like if, if they go and buy previous patterns, it should be this month. I mean, you know, unless they want to delay stuff by a month and just hope people can get more money 
And Come will on. you and will you pre-order Jay? Um, I you know either or both as soon as they're available, just to just to have the outcome leave the bank account, so you don't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah, honestly, right now it's looking closer to pre-ordering the Xbox Series X first because of Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk and um, Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that's really keeping me on PS5 right now. Is I guess Spider Man and Godfall. Okay. So I've got technically like two for each, but in terms of like importance, we'll go with the Xbox right now. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, yeah, I need to get Cyberpunk sooner rather than later. So yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> we'll go with that. Nah, fair play, mate. I think I'm like 70 30 Xbox right now. It's fluctuating a lot. It was 60 40 a few weeks ago. Yeah, on the same. Be, it seems to be growing more the opposite. I don't think I've seen much on the PS5 that I can remember that's starting to sort of like, you know, wanted me to get it sooner rather than later. So, because I did the same thing with the Xbox. I obviously got the Xbox first and then got the PS4 like a year or two, maybe even longer. I didn't get the Xbox. Actually, no, yeah, like it was two years later. It was like, it was like a year and nine months later. So, I mean, that won't be that long, I don't think, for me, for these two, but it'll just depend on what's coming out at the time. Yeah. Because I kind of, I mean, uh, I don't know. I think I'm, I do. I, I want to get. Do I want to get Dirt Five on PlayStation or do I want to get Segway? Yeah, Segway. Jay. So, yeah, Dirt Five's been delayed by a week, which oh doesn't surprise God. me. Honestly. This comes from their Twitter account, which is how most news is delivered these days. <sighs> yeah, it was supposed to come out October 9th. and um, it's coming out October thirteenth, sixteenth. Yeah. Which does it kind of change my? Well, technically it's the thirteenth if you if you do the early access. Um, but yeah, it's kind of like moved my schedule around a little bit because I was planning on playing uh, Squadrons, which is supposed to I think is coming out or even like, way before this anyway. So I'm kind of hoping. I'm no, not gonna, like, beginning of October, I think. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. Like it's coming out like at least two weeks before Dirt Five, so I should be okay. I should have like a good two week solid play session on squadron oh mate then... yeah no offense to squadrons i think you're going to be done with that game in five days yeah i don't think i'm gonna be on it long which is annoying but <laughs> yeah you're on you know, it however I long mean, you're on it i'm kind of like that with a little bit with rogue company as well like i'll play it for like a match or two and then i'll come off just because i need to that like satiate that sort of shooter yeah game so mate we'll come back to that we'll come yeah. back to row company but on the topic of this delay number one it is a sign that the fall's packing up already and, and maybe they delayed it just to have a bit more room for their game or do you think this is a purely development thing or maybe both what, what's your thought because i I'm, i don't really care jay so what are your thoughts about this change if it was development i wouldn't mind because then it means obviously they've got longer to be able to you know, fix things if they've got anything wrong. Sure. I think this is thing that comes down more to scheduling and because they're obviously not working at 100%, they're obviously at home right now, um, not in the, not in the studio, not in the office, so they can't don't quite have all the tools and the, the communication that they'd like if they would do at work. So I think if they had had that, they would have hit this this uh, October 9th date probably quite easily, but, you know, without it, it's probably... Have the, I mean, we might even hear another delay, honestly. I don't think we will, but because it's so close. But um, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me honestly. Yeah, because yeah. my thoughts, Jay, is that if it's a week, that is a week for bug fixes. Yeah, but then I think, 
are you that desperate you need a week so do you actually need more than a week does that make sense like i remember when unity got pushed two weeks to the same date as rogue because rogue was yeah. originally going to release later than unity and that needed more time so it's kind of does this need more time i don't know i think i mean it's only technically six days or well, actually less than that it's technically four days if you get it early access right so they, sure. they can't obviously need that much time if they want to fix certain things. It might just be more to do with like financial stuff. It could be like you know the law. It could be anything. There could be like some some weird laws that they have to like you know sign papers and all this kind of stuff that we don't really know about. It could be like a, a million different things. But whatever it is, you know, I'm hoping that the game is you know good <laughs> because I've been I've been waiting for this game for a while. I'm kind of hoping it's more to closer to Dirt Two than anything else. So. Yeah, yeah. Fingers I'm, I'm crossed, like, mate. I'm trying to like not get too excited about it because I want to like be excited on the day rather than like leading up to it. I just kind of want to like look forward to squadrons, you know, sort that out first, and then as soon as Dirt Five is about to come, I'll then start to get excited. I've got to be honest, mate. I think there's so many games coming out this later this year that I'm not sure you'll be able to schedule the hype in apart from maybe Cyberpunk. You know, like like I think you'll be playing X. And then Y will come along, you know, kind of thing. And hopefully you're done with X and then you'll play Y. And then you might not be done with Y when you go on to Z. And then that'll kind of be the, you know, the ch- 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 chopping up and serving out all the different games of the uh, the winner, you know? Yeah, <laughs> definitely. definitely. Like you might do a little bit of squadrons, might chop that up, move oh, that I to see. the side for a I bit, see. you know? I think when it comes come to a back game, to that. Like, uh, I kind of have to like put my all into it. Like racing games take a fair amount of focus, honestly. Mm. Like you kind of have to be in the right mood. Like I can easily fall out of mood when it comes to a racing game. I feel like you can fall out of mood when with, with most games. If I yeah, definitely. But I think when it comes to like racing game, I have to be exactly in that racing game mood. If I'm not in it, I won't bother. So sure. sure. I think if I think about it too much, I'll prepare myself. Like I don't know if you ever have this, but like if you overly prepare yourself, you'll tend to like have already had that mood that you want to do it go by. Like if I think about a racing game too much, I'll be I'll be like, oh, I want to play a racing game now, and then by the time the one I want to play comes out, I'm now not in the mood for it. Mm. So I kind of just want to like let my brain forget and then be in the mood at the time. So I think that's that's the primary thing. Same with any like you know any other game, Cyberpunk or whatever it is. So just yeah. think about it for a little bit, forget about it for a little bit, think about it for a little bit, and so on. Yeah, no, absolutely. Going mm. back to Rogue Company, Jay, we are yes. swapping around today because we're doing what we want. Yeah, Going I haven't back... touched it in a while. I, st- I need to like check whether or not it's um because they were supposed to have a like a like a Fortnite type like battle pass situation. Like so hold on, Jay. System. Is the game out? Yeah, I th- I, th- I think it's still in uh, in beta or early access. But they've got so, a battle pass for it already. Yeah, I think I don't know if the battle pass is out yet. That's what I'm. So they're updating uh, the beta with the battle pass. Yeah, it looks like it. Yeah. Is this the, another the, one of those? Like, is this another one of those? Shows you it's supposed to come, but it's like you know coming soon kind of thing. Okay. Is this one of those in beta forever until it actually launches type? Probably. Thing? Yeah. I mean, uh, what is it? Uh, PUBG Ooh. was in beta for like years. Yes. Uh, oh, I even want to say Fortnite was in technically in beta for a while. Is it not still? I don't know. I'm sure there's still games out there that are technically I think, still in beta. I think Six Sieges, you know. I don't know why that pops to mind. but No, yeah, there's a few. Oh, there's definitely a few games out there that I think 
were like in beta for like two or three years and they got like an official release. Yeah. But they could have had that official release at any time during those years because it was still as popular. So Yeah, yeah. My question to you about this game, Jay, don't play multiplayer games particularly. Um, by the way, on the, on the note of that, Jay, um, I'm really thinking we should play a game together soon. Uh, I'm uh-huh. really feeling a multiplayer cooperative, a multiplayer game live as a service game. Service? I can't remember what I've got game downloaded. I'll just check to see what I've got downloaded because I think I've still got... Um battlefront but i might have got rid of it i don't know well i was just going to say jay uh destiny sorry not destiny division 2's on sale on xbox but we preferably want to play on playstation i assume so because you're mike do i have it on playstation i think i do oh you might not well no, whatever you I have to double check double check because i'd like to play that with you and i've just downloaded destiny 2 on ps4 which is free Oh yeah, yeah. So it would be cool if we could play that and maybe stream it or something. I think that'd be really cool. Sure. Just let me know when you want to do it, and then I'll do it. Okay, no worries. (laughs) Back to the topic. So saw saw a video on Angry Joe. Love his reviews. Big fan. And he, the title of the video is something like "Is Rogue Company Better?" Or he thinks Rogue Company is better than Valorant. And I just wanted to see what you thought of that. I'm not sure if you played Valorant. I can't remember. No, I do. I've watched so much of it. I, it's hard to say. I, I think competitive at the minute, Valorant is definitely going to be a, a lot better. I think Rogue Company has the ability to be probably either as good or slightly not as good. I don't know if it can ever top it, but <sighs> these kind of games are so difficult to like predict whether they're going to be good. Like you can tell, you can usually tell by how they look and how they play, but you like, again, you never really know until it starts like kicking off. You know, but- if anything's actually going to happen. But isn't it how good you find it? No, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying how good not people find it. necessarily, like, but I think people were sort of against Valorant when it first came out. Uh, some sure. people were. I think some people were pissed off. Like, most of the CSGO pro players were like, nah, I'm not going to go bother with that. But now most of them have quit CSGO and are now doing Valorant as, like, a you know their main sport, I guess, essentially. So, right. Yeah, a lot of uh, CSGO pro, like, pros have, like, just left and done Valorant instead because there's more money in it at the moment, which I guess is like what a lot of streamers do too. Like they'll they'll usually play what's you know where the money is, where the viewers are. Like if viewers want to watch more Valorant, then they're gonna they're gonna go you know stream that a hell of a lot more. I kind of wish I could actually play Valorant. To be honest, I kind of like want to like give it a go. Mate, I'd love to hear your opinions on it compared to Rogue Company. Yeah, I've watched enough I think to know. I I think Valorant has a lot more going for it right now, definitely. I think Fair. we have to. Uh, road companies sort of have like a roadmap that they want to like do for this year. So I think by the end of this year, we'll know a little bit more about what's going on there. I think. Okay, Jay, is Fallout seventy six on PlayStation for you? Mhm. Okay. All right. Did you want to talk a bit about Odyssey or no? Yeah, I mean, I'm still playing it. Um. Yeah, let me speak to the people and speak to you, Jay, about Odyssey. I just um, want to know where you are, where you're at, where your head's this, at. With it. This is a good time for me to talk to you about something I want to talk to you about. Mm-hmm. Funny you bring up sports, Jay. I've yeah. been thinking about the misconception of video games for a lot of people, and the I think particularly wrong assessment that games are made to enjoy and be fun. Okay. Let me explain what I mean. Please. The consensus is video games are made for entertainment and we play them to have fun and be competitive and 
sometimes get a little bit angry, but mainly enjoy ourselves, immerse ourselves. And that's pretty much a lot of the the a lot of the thought towards video games. Now we have separations and stems off from this. So The Last of Us, for instance, is a popular instance of the game's not fun, but you love it. All right, okay. And I think that was at least one of the main games to to bring up that that thought process. I'm now bringing in a new thought process here, or at least I think I am, uh-huh. which is that not only does the game not need to be fun, I'm not entirely sure for one, for OCD people like me and you, and two, for esports people, serious competitive gamers, I'm not entirely sure you should enjoy every minute of the game. Okay, so I'll handle the first one, which was OCD people. I, if I had my way, I would stop playing Odyssey. Uh-huh. I don't hate it at the moment. It's not Red Dead Two yet, but I'm definitely like, yeah, no, this has gone on. This has gone on too long now. Uh, it took too long to do it. <laughs> it's true. You could blame the game, though. You could blame the game. Uh, yeah, I guess. I, uh, I'm blaming you, but yes. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> and F, I mean, we'll talk about this on the special, but FYI, I haven't even touched certain modes in that game yet. Like modes that would take 20, 30 hours. It, it's it's modes? ridiculous. Yeah, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it later. Okay. Okay, but so what I mean is my OCD nature refuses to bow down to giving Odyssey victory over my time. Yeah, I know what you mean. And I think I said that the wrong way. But what I mean is... I've got too many achievements to give up now. There's no way I'm giving up. I'm going to do it even if I don't oh, I love see, every minute. I see what you mean. Yeah. And that's it's the OCD nature. Exactly. It, yeah. okay. And then rant nearly over. Don't worry, people. Point number two, I don't think uh, esports players, I don't think they love every minute of the game they play. Maybe they do. But it's no, training can't. to them. It's endurance. It's yeah. like a boxer going to train up for his match. And sure, he might love all of it, he probably likes bits more than others, and he probably wants to switch up his training method to keep it varied. But for the most part, I'm not sure the thought process of, or the, th- the thought of games should always be fun at all times exists coherently in 2020. I just don't think it does, mate. No, I think if you, if you tell yourself that you've enjoyed a game 100% of the time, you're lying to yourself. I don't care who you are. You've, nobody enjoys everything they do, a hundred percent. Like I don't. I try, I, again, this comes down to like having a game that is ten out of ten or like perfect, right? It's so subjective because it means more to you versus someone else. Like someone else could give it a zero, whereas you'd give it a ten, right? That just depends on your personal preference. So I guess you could you could then have that argument and put it into the whole people enjoying games thing and you know people aren't always going to enjoy a game there's someone who is probably going to enjoy the game more but that doesn't mean they they enjoyed it the entire time i think there's definitely times like i feel like a game some you know if a game challenges you challenges you and you can get frustrated at times or at least like maybe not like fully you know like angry and like smashing stuff but like definitely like where you kind of like i think there's like you have to sometimes get frustrated at a game to learn, right? So there's some, you know, games can give you a challenge that require you to do things more than once. Because if you can just do it the once, why would they bother doing it in the first place? They don't want you to just zip through the game, right? So I think like m- games need to have that in them. If not, I'm trying to think if there's like any other like medium that that applies to. I guess like art, 
you want to be a good artist, you're not going to be able to just draw and magically be able to do everything you want to do straight away. Mm, you have to mm. fail enough times to be able to succeed later on. And that might be, you know, that, that might even be on one painting. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's, I think a lot of it, you could equate it to muscle memory as well, and just like overall skill. I guess if you want to talk about that when it comes to pros and esports, is they have to practice. I mean, these people have to practice ten plus hours a day. Yes. Like they get yeah. up, they eat, they play. They eat, they play, they sleep, they eat, they play, and that's all they do. That's that's their whole life. Like are they, are they, are they, they probably only get a break maybe on a Saturday or a Sunday. Like it's their job, you know. So I think once a game becomes your job, in this instance, I think you de- there's definitely times where you're not going to be enjoying it. Even though people do say, you know, have a job that you're going to enjoy the entire time. Uh, it's really hard to like, so I think if you lose a lot, you're probably going to like, there's going to be times where you're not enjoying it. And if you win a lot, there's going to be more times where you're enjoying it. But I think you have to lose to rather than, re- you know, realize that you're not the best and you have to become the best from losing to then get there, which is again, how you do when you direct a film, when you draw a piece of art, you know, any of this kind of, when you play a game, it all, all kind of, you know, there's definitely like a thread that runs through this entire like media thing you know if you want any anything that requires any amount of entertainment or skill that you know any creative thing in general requires a level of having to fail a lot i think again you can equate that to anything you do in life (laughs) i said equate a lot but it makes sense i appreciate your contribution jay i think it's very valuable and i think we've had a good discussion here that i haven't really heard about i haven't heard that many people talk about the idea of games not being fun, some of the, if not a lot of the time. Yeah, I think we kind of like we kind of have to lie to ourselves sometimes. But yeah. if you want to, if you really want to enjoy a game and you want to, like, oh, this is weird. I've only learned this recently. When you cry, you know, an emotional cry, you usually you usually tell yourself you feel better after having a cry, right? And the reason for that is because our brains, without us really knowing about it will have a cry and then it will remember the good parts of what happened after that cry and then whenever you have a cry after that your brain will then equate it'll then try to re have that memory again which is why you get that sensation of feeling better after a cry because your brain's basically tricking you into thinking you're actually feeling better and i think my point to stop crying to stop crying no just to like so you don't feel like terrible after you cry right okay so where was i going with that what were we talking about (laughs) We're talking about emotions in games, people not enjoying games, crying. Yeah, so what? So the memory of like our, the memory we've had with previous games, we only really our brain tends to want to remember the good stuff and not the bad. Mm. So I know I've had this. Like, there's probably plenty of times in Odyssey where I've had like a bad, you know, where I didn't quite jump enough, or I didn't like I didn't quite latch onto something enough, or I had to like go back and do this bit again and again and again to like get it right. But I can't really remember it because I only really wanted to remember the good stuff. So I think that's like our brain's survival way of being like, well, I'd rather you just remember the good stuff. So don't even worry about it kind of thing. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's so interesting you say that, Jay, because our present selves are so focused on the negative And yet our past memories try to remember all the good stuff. That's so yeah, interesting. So our, our future selves and our will want to remember the good stuff but our present ones will only you know for a short amount of time will remember the bad stuff you you tend to forget the bad stuff quicker and remember the good stuff more often depending yes. on what obviously what what has happened in that situation yes. but when yeah. it comes to a game i think it's definitely more often you're going to remember the good stuff 
versus the bad, which is why it's all. I guess in your case, it'd be better to leave a game in a in a good uh, mood rather than a frustrated, fed up, bad one. Yeah, and that's where we have the conflict. We get the OCD versus the I want to leave this game while I still like it. Yeah, it's basically like you know being around long enough to become the villain kind of thing. Like you don't want to play the game long enough to for it to become a get my bad game. Yeah. You want to play it long enough, it still stays in your mind as a good one. Mate, so, let's put that up on the post of Red Dead 2, you know, just... Yeah, basically. Don't play this long enough for this game to become a villain. I think, yeah, I've, I've had that with quite a few games, although I've never had it with Pokemon. <laughs> I've played thousands of hours of Pokemon and still not got fed up. Genius. Rocket League, I've, I've got the same. Oh, that's so. a good one, yeah, definitely. Well, on the topic, Jay, Segway yeah. Master today... Speaking of, now that you said, furthermore, well, let's move on to mm. the idea of playing a game too much. The Last of Us Part 2 has a free update. It Happy does. congratulations to Naughty Dog. Good free update. So they've released two main things for this update, as far as I'm aware. I read about mm. it earlier today. They released all the information via their website. Firstly, they've released Grounded Difficulty slash Mode. So this is a brand new difficulty. It was in the first game. I believe they also patched it into the first game. It is going to be really, really hard, essentially. You've got less resources, more difficult enemies. I think that there's no HUD at all, like inventory menus gone. So very difficult mode for those of you who really enjoy a challenge. And another challenging mode they've introduced, which I think is brand new to the series, Permadeath. Mm-hmm. So I believe... You get a trophy now. They've patched in two new trophies, not required for the Platinum. One for doing Grounded Mode, and then one for doing the game on Permadeath. permadeath. And I don't believe you have to do Permadeath on Grounded, so that's... that's oh, Jesus, that, that, oh, oh, Jay. I know people will do, it, but... will do it, but... <sighs> I'm like Boss Nash, you know? I'm just like... That's actually no, like a really you. big flex, right? Can you imagine like having those two trophies... And being like, right, I'm going to get both these trophies at the same time, mate. And you it's play Permadeath on grounded. But like, but like all great achievements, it's a flex, and yet it's also a huge sign that you've spent a lot of time trying to do that. <laughs> you know, you know. I mean, uh, I don't know. It could take someone pretty minimum amount of time if they think they're good enough at the game. Oh, true that. True that. Like, although they have, I don't know if you know this. I don't know how much you looked into it. They did a video on this as well, where they actually showed off some other things they've put in the game. Oh, of course, you're right. Yes, brand new visual modes. They did a yeah, few option introductions. I'm list them off because they're pretty insane. Um, give us a couple, mate. Just give us a give us yeah, some so of your favourites. Mirror World. Yes. You know what this is? Yeah, so yeah. So everything's mirrored. everything's inverted. So now, whereas a building would have been on the left, it's now on the right. Mate, shout out to how different this makes every game feel. It's crazy. Oh, God. I mean, like, I don't know if you've ever done this, if you've ever put your phone on inverted mode and you've looked around your room and how your room is just now flipped and how it looks completely different. I have Yeah, it's, it's like your door's still kind of in the same place, but it's now on the left rather than the right or, you know, oh, wherever. Oh, that's so weird. It's just so, it's so strange. But I imagine that's what that's going to be like. There's also like a, 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 like a slow motion thing yes i don't know if like some of these are like like uh accessibility modes yeah no some of these are basically like cheats so they've got yeah. infinite crafting and all that kind of stuff infinite ammo infinite melee durability yeah. stuff like that what are some of the visual modes jay because there was like noir mode there was pixel mode yeah, so they they've got 8-bit like... audio and 4-bit audio which i'm not sure about that but they've got yeah i think the mode like the visual is also the same so basically like it sort of just makes it everything look 
eight bit, I guess, like really grainy, like all yeah. like each pixel looks out like bigger. Yes. So yeah. there's a lot less pixels on the screen, which is very strange. And they also had like a like a weird kind of like neon looking one. You see that one? Yeah. Where like, I liked it. like the 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 uh, heat mode in like the Predator. Yeah. Yeah. It's like seeing everything in like yellows and oranges and greens and blues, like that kind of weird like heat seeking mode. Like it's almost like that, but or the whole world's like it. And they yeah. had like another really interesting one that was like a noir kind of black and white one, but as you moved forward, the the the, the draw distance was in ones and zeros and it was all like that kind of green matrix looking. Right. As you moved, like there's like a like an aura around you that made everything then black and white in colour. Oh my god! Yeah, it looks so cool. It looked. It honestly made me go like, "Wow, that'd be really cool to watch that." <laughs> it looks very strange, but cool. Almost like a kind of like a fog effect in Pokemon, where you just can't really see what's going on, but as soon as you move, everything sort of becomes clear. Which is strange, but cool. I'm kind of glad they did this. It that makes sounds it difficult, but yeah, it's super cool. Now. Yeah, I no. Had this in development, like as they were making the game, they must have done right. I think they did because they did a similar thing for Uncharted Four. So and that and that came on launch, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm actually surprised. I'm I'm surprised (laughs) it wasn't in the game to begin with, ish. But obviously, it's been a very strange time. So yeah, Uh, but that's really cool. Jay, have you got a question for me about this? Yeah, I'm just more just curious, like how you feel about all this kind of stuff. Like, are you going to play it again? Ah, uh, there it is. There it is. I am not. I, am yeah, I don't think you were. I don't think I didn't. I I doubt you'd ever play it on permadeath. You'd probably never play it on grounded. I was just more curious if you ever like you'd ever just play through it on one of these like weird visual modes just to see what it looked like. If I was a streamer, I'd do an hour or two messing around with them, but the game is too important to me to play those modes. Does oh, that I make see. Sense? So does it kind of like? almost wash the game like a little bit like kind of make it not seem as serious as it was before absolutely mate waters it down that's what i meant waters it down yeah 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 not that i'm not saying it does that permanently or anything but just for me just if you were to play it it would it would kind of like diminish the memory of what you had of it right yeah absolutely i mean you know can you imagine playing it with um they've got helium mode can you imagine playing that game on helium mode what do you mean as in like Oh, so everything sounds stupid. Okay. Yeah, yeah, everything's that's, really high pitched. Like, you know, they're gonna do with you. you know what I mean, like, it's just it's ridiculous. It's absolutely yeah. ridiculous. It makes it's a funny. serious game kind of feel a bit more cartoony and yeah. silly, which good. isn't necessarily a good thing. Yeah, good streaming entertainment for some people, not for me as a player. Yeah, well, I doubt I doubt we'll see any streamers attempt any of this stuff. I'll, I'll keep an eye out, but I doubt it. <laughs> they only tend to play things that are popular at the time, so I'm trying to think what's mm. coming out that's popular soon. Right, like really uber um, topical, right? Like road company and stuff. They'll play that for like a couple of days, but even then, they probably wouldn't play that. Much. Oh, that def that feeds into that whole hype machine, Jay, of like play oh, the I games know. now, play them now, buy fifty pound games. Yeah, it's all about the upfront, hundred percent. Yeah. All right, Jay. Yeah. Last thing I want to talk to you about. This is a very small thing that I encountered yesterday, but I want to get your opinion on it. Mm-hmm. It's about open world games. I was playing Odyssey. You'll be happy to hear that. And okay. as you can imagine, got into a new area and started doing some question marks, some locations before I carried on with the main story. So I did like one, two, three locations, then went on to do the main quest. And then on the way to the quest, Cassandra was like, oh, look how empty this place is and look how desolate this place is. And it just completely brought me out 
because I know that the game designers have put that in, assuming that I'm going to do the main quest as soon as I get there. And now it sounds really out of place that I've been in this world for two, three hours and Cassandra's just commenting on it. So my question to you, Jay, is very specific here, but I assume you've dealt with that before and what, what are your thoughts on it? Wow, that is a very niche thing to talk about. Um, so I guess you could you could kind of boil that down to, I guess, like a, almost like a like breaking the fourth wall kind of thing. Like right? taking you out of the game. Like she's not breaking, like the game isn't, but you're brought out of the game. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's fairly similar to the fourth wall because she's basically commenting on something that didn't need to be said unless you were a person playing a game, kind of, right? Like she wouldn't have just... Would she have just oh, said I know what you're saying. That's not what yeah, I'm saying. That's not what you're saying. Okay. I'm saying... what I'm sa- good, We should definitely talk about that, though. Let's write that down. We should talk about that. Cool, okay. What I'm saying is when open world design assumes you're going to do one thing. Yeah, so then yeah, yeah. your character says something at like a, a weird time because yeah, for okay, you as a player, right. you've already, right. you know what I mean? So once you're sort of in like the vicinity of a certain area, your character will say something assuming that you'll go straight to that main quest, but you, you, you might, you might diverge and then that you kind of forget about what she said earlier. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. Or, uh, all right, you've you've gone through this area exploring, yeah, yeah. and then you come back to the area on story, and they're like, "Oh, look at this area!" And I was like, "I've already been here. Why are you commenting on it now?" Yeah, no, I know what you mean. So your problem is that it takes you out of the game, right? Yeah, like I I also have a problem with the fact that the game designers are designing an open world, and then not, and they're clearly assuming one way the player is going to play it. Does that make sense? Yeah. See, this is a very this is definitely something I've I've had. I even had this in Ghost of Tsushima a little bit, actually. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, there's side missions that you come across that have audio cues or visual cues that assume that you're going to stick around and listen to this cue or watch this cue, when in reality, you might just be passing and you'll come back to it later. So it didn't necessarily take me out. Actually, it did take me out. I'm not going to lie to myself. It kind of Take took me out. Me out. I mean, it kind of had like a 50-50. Like it took me out of it, but it also made me think, you know, there's one specific uh, instance where there's a guy with a broken leg in like, uh, there's actually there's two. There's a guy with a broken leg and a woman who's just crying inside of her house. But you, I walked past this building like 10 times okay. before I actually got to the side quest, right? So I heard this woman just cry and cry and cry and me be like, yeah, all right, love, I'll be back. Don't worry, <laughs> all right? It was kind of like that. I was kind of like, calm like, down, right. love. All right, yeah, calm down, right, all right. But I was trying to. It was, I kind of had to like, my it, the moment that happened, like I had that thought of like this Japanese samurai looking at this crying woman, going, "I've got more important things to do." <laughs> right. It was kind of like, let me just go kill these bandits. First. What's wrong, madam? Right the swans escaped. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. It was, I kind of, yeah. it was kind of like like a weird sort of like priorities kind of thing. But when, like, if you want it to be like so fully immersive, you kind of want that to not happen until, which I think is what. So honestly, this comes back to Cyberpunk so perfectly. They've actually like hit the nail on the head here, and they might. Is have this a spoiler, Jay? Is this a spoiler? No, I'm not going to talk. This is like completely like I think diminished your problem. I think you're actually going to love this. I've already spoken about it, and that the you have to have hit a certain requirement mm. for a side quest, or a queue for a side quest, or a queue for a main quest, or a visual queue, or a sound queue. For that, to, for that to even happen, when you go to a certain area, you have to have hit certain requirements. So if I, if you had to, if you had that in Odyssey, you obviously wouldn't ever have that problem, right? Unless you already had hit that. So there's a lot, there's basically a less, a lot less chance of you ever 
having that queue unless you've hit the requirements, right? So if they'd had that in Odyssey, you probably would have never heard. We would never even had this problem most of the time. You probably would have had. Let's say you had this problem eighty percent of the time. In Cyberpunk, you're probably only going to get it twenty percent of the time. So one out of every five versus four out of every five times. So I think I don't think they can completely get rid of it because it does somewhat help with immersion. Like you kind of want that interactive queue thing to happen because you've now come to this place you've never been before. But it's definitely better if that is more of a realistic version in terms of it happening, whether it be at a certain time of day. Like if you only ever got that queue at like noon or if you ever only if you only ever got that queue depending on what you had done previously. Which I think is what Cyberpunk is trying to do. And to me that sounds like a good answer to that problem. So I think Yes, it is a bit of an issue now, but Nick, it looks like it's being somewhat solved, so look forward to that, okay? <laughs> well, wow, that, that's a, thank, such a weird thing, but that made total sense. Mate, let's thank the developers. I will give a shout yeah, out to Witcher like 3 and Red Dead 2, because I think even in there, the problems seem to be minimised, but yeah. it, it's games like Ghost of Tsushima and Odyssey, and even things like Dark Souls to yeah, a some, certain I degree. Like some games just kind of like can't get around that. Like it would take a lot more development to be able to fix that. Such, I think, I think some developers don't see that as enough of a problem or enough of an immersion issue. Whereas Cyberpunk, the team who are doing Cyberpunk, obviously wants want they're they're focusing so much on immersion that they've actually thought way ahead and know this yes. problem. So they've yeah. actually they've put the time in. I mean, seven years to make a game. You know, they get, they've got enough time to fix that kind of thing. Yes. Versus Odyssey, which probably didn't have as much time to be able to fix that kind of thing. Yeah. So I think yeah. it's more about development time than anything else. And you and you're right, Jay. Maybe it shouldn't be a priority, but moving forward, when you it's have definitely not up there. I mean, we can definitely yeah. have, we can definitely say it's not. Like yeah, top yeah, it's not. Priority. It's not like yeah. But the more we get games like Witcher Three, Red Dead Two, and Cyberpunk, and then actively compare it against Odyssey because they're in the same genre. At the same year, Red Dead 2 at least, you then have to go, well, Ubisoft, maybe you shouldn't be designing such big worlds, maybe make them small and more immersive or smaller and more immersive, right? Yeah. Maybe maybe your emphasis shouldn't be on how many question marks are on the map. Maybe your emphasis should be, but the question marks you do interact with are really cool and different. They definitely did that with Odyssey. I think they did a very good job at that. I think Interesting. To me, the world definitely seemed very large. But the very large. Marks, the, the question marks in the side quests and the main stories felt like they had a lot of impact to me. That's like, true. Like especially with the philosophy side of stuff, it definitely felt like it had a so lot. So glad these. Yeah, it had it had quite a lot of like a, a large impact on the rest of the islands. Like it kind of felt mm. like the world spread quite quite nicely versus you know other games where you do one thing and then it doesn't. It tends not to have much of a butterfly effect, which I hope games like Odyssey and Cyberpunk and assassin's creed have like, like butterfly effects uh, like it, they did that quite well with mass effects and like dragon age like the things you said affected what happened later on in the game they've done that with a lot of games but there's some games that tend not to do it as well as others i think honestly definitely did do it well they obviously just haven't done it as i guess to your expectations as much maybe is that what you're trying to like get at i guess is it that yeah. you have some pretty high expectations for this kind of game yeah, I think so, and considering the reputation Odyssey has, but also considering my experience with Witcher, and also considering that it's quite a blatant 
assumption to yeah. make an open world game and to think that maybe it's true maybe 90 percent of players do go straight to that main quest marker but you yeah. can't for me it's all about if you're going to make an open world let's let's make yeah, it, let it feel. Open world. Yeah. exactly yeah i think um this argument kind of like brings up a point of it doesn't like what we spoke about earlier about a game not being perfect right you can love a game as much as you want but there will always be at least one thing that is not perfect with it yeah and i think that you I don't you don't want a perfect game you want a game that you can talk about that so obviously you know the real world isn't perfect it's very imperfect like too imperfect in places so you kind of want for a world to be real you want it to be imperfect really so if you want a game to be real or to like seem real you want it to be imperfect in some way so if anything you should probably we should probably like i don't think it's it's definitely something that can be improved on but it looks like with the evidence we have it looks like it's being worked on and we should probably just look forward to talking about this kind of thing again and seeing how much of a difference has been made in the development side of things like especially with comparing odyssey and cyberpunk it seems like there's definitely a lot of ground to cover when it comes to improvements but i mean even just with next-gen games in general like cyberpunk definitely seems like the the beginning of the next gen stuff to me like it seems like you know a lot of improvements even with the very niche problems or you know minute things that can happen in a game can be tweaked enough to be able to be less frequent i guess in this case which means better but just because something happens less frequently doesn't necessarily mean it's better depending on other things i'm not sure what those things are but i'm sure they happen <laughs> i think for me it's more of just like glitches and things looking slightly odd like if a game, you know, a mouth doesn't quite move perfect, I think that's more of an issue than the immersion side of things sometimes. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And we are blessed to get a game like oh. Cyberpunk at yeah. the generation turning that point. We're at, yeah. Honestly, it kind of make, the the fact that we're getting the games that we're getting now makes me happy that I'm this age. Mm. I think if I was like too young for this game, I'd be very pissed off. And I think, yeah, I think that's probably because anyone who's you know, you can be any age to play this game as long as it's you know above a certain age. I think if I was if I was too young, I would have hated to have been around to an extent playing this game because I would I don't I wouldn't have been able to appreciate it as much. I don't think. And also, you probably wouldn't be able to afford it, especially the new consoles, yeah, that's right? True. Yeah, I wouldn't have been able. To, I mean, like I'm yeah. looking back, Jay, and I think we both got this on release day, but I'm just trying to make a comparison here. You know, yeah. this is this is arguably like the next skyrim you know like this oh, all, yeah, the, all the witcher yeah 100 percent, 100 so it seems as big as what skyrim was to 360 yes. and one i guess yeah ish yeah yeah like it was sort of right on the border wasn't it it came out on 360 but it I no know. i mean 2011 so a couple of years couple oh yeah of years. A couple of years, two years before but even yeah so. but um yeah but i think was a good comparison like what other game was like cross-generation that is cross-generation, but is like Cyberpunk in terms of its brevity. It's like, you know, size and scale and impact that it's going to have, potentially. Well, The Last of Us came just GTA 2013. 5. GTA 5, of course. That's definitely one that has a bit more of a punch, a bit more of an impact. To the, I think this is like, you need to, we need to also like, I guess, be aware that there's, uh, we should probably talk about this another time, potentially, about the games, what games have had um, the largest impact on the generation that it's come out off from whether it be 360 one series x and so on yeah we should, we should probably talk about that at some point that'd be a good uh good thing to talk about. right on the dock mate right on the dock 
Yeah, if you please. Well, Jake, listen, I think this is the best show we've done so far. I hope you agree. And we're messed with the formula. We've done what we want. And I feel good about it. I might be editing it and might think, oh, this has not worked out at all. This is a mess. But all right, Jay, well, appreciate your time and opinion. I'll uh, I'll have a look at this book, the Cyberpunk book, and let you know. Yes, yes. I'm so hesitant to open it, but I really need to. I'm not sure if we clarified it, Jay, when we were recording, but you bought uh, the kind of law book for Cyberpunk. It's called The World of Cyberpunk 2077. So well, I, I even mentioned it, I think, on a few podcasts before about how the Twitter um, for Cyberpunk had sort of been releasing tidbits of information about the world and how excited I was just to read those on like a daily. I was like, oh, I can't wait to read that. Yeah, you one. did. Yeah, but you now I that. have the whole thing in my hands. I don't have to go back to Twitter anymore. I have, I have everything here other than the actual game itself. You know, I have, I have enough lore to be able to... This is going to last me until the game comes out, 100%. I'm not going to read. I'm going to finish this before the game comes out hopefully i mean there's there's 196 pages i want to say so wow not yeah. only have they perhaps got the perfect train towards the arrival of this game in terms of marketing in terms of information released in terms of amount of information at the right time they're also spreading out the impact of the game like wait if you read that jay mm. i'd be like oh this is awesome and then i get in the game and i'd be like oh i know what that is i know what that is i know what and i know for you that's good yeah, right i guess this could be a good argument right because i think i know where you were gonna go you were gonna probably be like whether it be spoiler territory or not right ish like, ish you, ish would you, would you say that if you read this it would spoil the game for you to a certain degree I think potentially it would for me too, but part of me, like the, I guess the other side, the flip side of that, or like the silver lining of this, is that I'm I'm now going to be more aware and maybe or maybe on like a some level, be feel like I'm already part of the world, even having not been in it before. Like it's sort of almost like, like this book kind of makes me think this is like the, the the first twenty years of my cyberpunk life right now. If you know what I mean, like this is my first twenty five years of cyberpunk life, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm going to start where I left off, essentially, when I start playing the game, you know. So, like, part of me is, like, this is, like, the childhood of Cyberpunk to me. You know, it's kind of just, like, a preparation, almost like a... Yeah, and like I totally get that, dude. Like, kind of thing, I guess. You're, you're like, immersing in the world before the game even comes I'm out. Yeah. in right now, in the pool. I'm just, I'm just checking to see the temperature. That's all I'm doing, okay? No, I feel, yeah. For me, <laughs> it, again, for me, it's like, it depends on how much new information's in the game. So if yeah. I read that book and I then I play the game and, like, everything's pretty much covered and I don't even know you need to go in the codex, I'll be a little bit like, oh, that's a bit of a shame. Yeah, I, I very rarely go into the codex with games. I think the only games I've really, like, looked too much into, like, the lore of stuff is probably, like, I guess, Odyssey I've done a little bit. Final Fantasy? Um, Final Fantasy, definitely. Um, syndicate massively. Uh, yeah, I, I very rarely do that. I, weirdly, I did it with like Aliens, Colonial Marines. I had like any kind of game that has like um, like audio recordings. I did it with the first division yes. game. Actually. The first division game, you kind of need to like listen to all the audio stuff for that game because it, it gives you so much of the actual story. It's insane. I, I think people. This needs to be. I think we've probably spoke. We've definitely spoken about it before. We should probably speak about it a bit more actually about how much impact. Um, uh, audio recordings, letters, like collectibles, and how much they have an impact on story. I know we've definitely talked about it before, but we should probably talk about it a little bit more. 
Yeah, man. This was like maybe back in like episode two or three, I think we spoke about it. Ooh, sunny gaming. Yeah, it was a while ago. All right, mate. Well, listen, I'm going to cut us off. Um, yeah. Thank you again for your time. And we will...